0: The following is a fourth-hand production. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello. Hello. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, what we do, Jimmy, is we take the episode, we break Uh it down. Uh We then make you all sorts of promises that are impossible to deliver. But things always work out in the end anyway, without us ever learning a lesson. All just for you, the listener. Aww. On today's episode, we take a look at season three, episode 12, entitled Getting Davy Jones. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. They're pretty much available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. <sighs> cool, cool. Hell yes, cool, cool. What's going on? Not too much. What about you? Oh, nothing. You know, just recording a podcast. Oh, I am too. Oh, no way. Oh, Jimmy. That's
1: that's unique. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So last week we started to talk about the monkeys and Davy Jones and all that. Correct. So your question was, when did the monkeys come out? Well, it was at this point, it wasn't he in the monkeys? Yes. So Um, I wonder why
1: they didn't take the monkeys and they just went with Davy Jones.
0: I think he went on to do like a solo career. Like, are you familiar with like the monkeys? Cause the monkeys were created for a TV show. Yeah. They are like the original
1: Backstreet Boys.
0: Yeah. Well, but it was for like a TV show. They weren't like a group. They happened to be able to play and sing and all that stuff as right. well, but they were put together for the TV show, the sitcom. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they also put out albums too. Kind of like similar to the Brady Bunch did as well as, uh, that that other family, which we're not going to mention. So it's basically uh, the formula that Disney currently uses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like every I Disney so. kid is expected to be able to sing and put out albums. So, so the yes, this is so the Monkeys TV show aired in 1966 to 68. Okay, so they only did two seasons. Oh wow! All right. So by this point, David Jones was on his own solo career stuff. So and he was like the only English one out of the rest of them are all American.
1: So did did he really have a locker?
0: Have a what? A locker? A locker? Oh, oh, Davy Jones locker. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, what? But why does this sound familiar? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what he kept his guitar in or something. I don't know. He must have. And pirates always want to get into there for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's his booty. I think I heard that once. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you're yeah. right.
1: Something about his locker and his booty. I don't know. Yeah, I,
0: don't know. I mean, he was okay looking, but. <laughs> oh man so this one I, I kind of enjoyed this episode a little bit yeah uh, this one was, was more
1: interesting than the last one the last one I, I kind of felt like they could have wrapped up the entire storyline in the first five minutes but <laughs> for some reason they stretched <laughs> out to 22 but
0: this one wasn't too bad this one was this one was alright yeah it was entertaining yeah. Um, uh, Marcia it's a Marsha episode so I thought she was kind of Cute how she was like swooning over him and stuff. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of neat to see her like, you know, impressed by somebody instead of everybody
0: impressed by Martian. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I also thought it was pretty cool how, how much like their parents were just like on board. Oh, you want to stalk a celebrity? Let's fucking go. You know, it's like, yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Like she straight up stalks him in this. Like, it's the
1: definition yeah. of stalking. Like, well, let's see if we can get him at the hotel. No. Well, let's try to sit out in front of the studio and see if we can get him. No. Well, maybe he'll be at the sound studio. Maybe we'll sit out front of them oh, Jesus. Seriously? I but mean, isn't that's that-
0: really cool of them to do that kind of stuff.
1: But, I mean, isn't that how Lennon got shot? Like, from somebody like stalking <laughs> him and like wanting him to sign an album or something? Like, geez. Yes.
0: <laughs> <I guess. laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I remember... Watching a movie. It was a TV movie back in the 80s. Cool. I don't remember what the name of it was, but I remember it had Tony Danza in it. Angela. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> Jonathan. Samantha. Sorry. Samantha. Mona. Anyway, um, he had Tony Danza in it. And he's, his daughter was played by um, Amy Dolan's. Which is the daughter of Mickey Dolans from oh, the Monkeys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember as a kid seeing Amy Dolans going, gosh, she was really hot. <laughs> you know, I was like, gosh, she's so hot. And then and then somehow, I mean, they didn't really have IMDB back in the day. So I don't remember how I figured it out. But I was like, oh, her dad is Mickey Dolans. <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell is Mickey Dolans? <laughs> so right, I look right, right. that up. And then, you know, but yeah. So I hmm. wonder what Amy Dolans looks like now. Hmm. uh um, did I ever tell you about the
1: story where I met Tony Danza?
0: <laughs> yes, but I don't think our listeners have heard it.
1: So I was doing a show at um, at one of the theaters here locally, and it was a it's a pretty big venue. And in the show, I yep. played a cat, and I had to dress up like a cat. <laughs> it was this musical about no, it wasn't cats, but it was a musical about cats and dogs <laughs> and all this kind of stuff, right? And surprisingly, it wasn't a children's show. Figure that one out.
0: Did you have buttholes? Oh what did you have cat buttholes uh
1: no we didn't we didn't have to sniff each other either but um, <laughs> I mean,
0: did yeah. you hear about that with the movie that came out a couple of years ago yeah I, I
1: didn't see it but i heard about it yet. i didn't see it
0: but but they originally they had actually had cgi buttholes on all their well, it's like
1: in um in into the woods like the guy that plays the um the the wolf was anatomically correct <laughs> so like he had balls and everything and but anyways um
0: well they decided to get rid of the cgi buttholes in the movie so um anyway, go ahead
1: so I'm, I'm getting ready to go on stage and i really really had to use the restroom i really had to pee yeah and so i had a minute i asked the stage manager who happened to be my wife hey do i have time to go to the bathroom she's like yeah if you do it right now so hmm. i asked the security guard because there's security all over the place there and i asked the security guard hey where's the bathroom and he's like down the hallway to the left so I run down the hallway, I run into the left, and I literally run into Tony Danza. Like I smack off his chest, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, Was I'm sorry. Was it
0: tough? Man. Was it like muscle? Kind of. He
1: about knocked me down, yeah. And I look, <laughs> and it's Tony Danza getting ready to leave out the door. And I look over, and it's Don Rickles sitting on a couch.
0: So man, I'm, you I just just tell me Don Rickles, too. Yeah.
1: And I'm just standing there like dumbfounded, like, okay, I must really have to pee. And so I I was like, do you guys know what the bathroom is? And he's like, yeah, it's around the corner. So I leave and I go around the corner. I pee and then I run back to backstage and I tell the guys, you're never going to believe what happened. I ran into <laughs> Tony Danza and then sitting on his couch was Don Rickles. And everybody <laughs> looks at me waiting for the punchline.
0: <laughs>
1: right. I'm like, I'm not kidding. Like I ran into, I like literally ran into him. <laughs> and everybody's just staring at me they're like we're not falling for it i'm like i'm i'm not kidding like i know i joke around a lot but i'm not kidding and so i i finally give up I'm like whatever okay guys you just whatever okay you're gonna leave me fine so just then we hear somebody behind me say hey break a leg and i turn around and it's tony danza and don rickles walking by i was like hey you too thanks thanks for the help earlier and he's like yeah no problem and the rest of the cast is staring at me and they're like
0: Shit, that
1: was Tony Danza and Don Rickles. I'm like, I told you guys that. I told you I <laughs> met him, but you guys didn't believe me. So, yeah,
0: that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. I, I didn't hear about the Don Rickles part. I didn't hear about how you let everybody else, like you know, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? How you got to say face in front of the other oh, people? Yeah. I mean, that's like a perfect like sitcom thing. Like <laughs> you don't believe me. Oh, if well. you
1: remember there was a time where uh, Tony Danza and Don Rickles went on tour together and Tony Danza would come no. out and sing like Frank Sinatra songs and you know tell jokes and stuff and then Don Rickles would do a stand up so. <laughs> so yeah yeah
0: yeah we just lost Don Rickles I think in the past couple of years I think, well they'll so. find him eventually <laughs> <laughs> alright well this is the point where we're going to take our first break no okay. kids story And when we come back, we're really going to break this down and get into it and talk about it and uh, hear about some Davy Jones. Okay. All right. We'll be back.
1: Trolls and aliens and unicorns. Oh my, indeed. Although the movies of today are great. The gems of the silver screen lay in the past. If a comedic review and first time viewing of movies of the past sound good to you, then Yesteryear is right up your alley. Join me, James, and my co-host Beth as we journey through the movies that have paved the way through the years. With quick wit and hilarious banter, Yesteryear is sure to entertain. So grab your favorite movie time snack and head on over to Yesteryear. And as they say, we'll see you at the movies.
0: And we are back. Yes. So. All right. So let's get into this. So we got season three, episode 12, entitled Getting Davy Jones. First aired on December 10th, 1971. And look at that, Jimmy. Exactly four years before my birthday. That's true. Yes. for the day I was born. It was written by Phil Leslie and Al Schwartz hmm. and directed by our man, Oscar Rudolph. Our oh, man. Isn't he still alive? I don't know. Oh, anyways. I'd be surprised if he was. Yeah, right. According to IMDb, Marsha Wallace's second appearance in the series. Very nice. This time as Marsha's teacher, Mrs. Robbins. Her first appearance was in Would the Real Jan Brady Please Stand Up as the saleswoman who sells Jan a wig for Lucy Winter's birthday party. She was also on uh, Bob Newhart. Right. And so I was really disappointed. Like she did such a great job as yeah. the wig saleswoman. Like she was really funny. And oh, yeah, yeah. and this one, like she had like a couple lines and that was it. She didn't like, they didn't really show off like her comedic talent or anything. But she really went on to do
1: a lot of stuff. Like if you see her and you don't recognize her, then you just don't watch television. That's all there is to it. She, <laughs> right. She's done a lot of stuff.
0: I just <laughs> think it was a waste on this episode for her talent. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. A little disappointed. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, so we fade in. Sorry. (laughs) It's already playing. (laughs) We open up and we're upstairs in the girls' room where Marsha is sitting around with two of her friends from the school. Marsha says, There must be someone we can get for a guest star. One friend says, We're a great entertainment committee. Four meetings and nothing. The sassy black girl, Doreen, pipes up and says... We better get somebody quick. It's only two weeks before senior prom.
1: Okay. I'm confused. Why do they need a guest star for the prom? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like that's, that's not a thing. Like I've been to two different, I've been to three different proms and none of them had anybody except the DJ. And they were really, they were probably a pretty shitty DJ that
0: I never went to a prom, Jimmy.
1: I went um, to my prom. Um, and then my girlfriend at the time, Carol, she didn't want to go to her prom. So we just went to her after prom. Um,
0: that's what I did for my prom. I I had a girlfriend and everything in high school during the prom, but she didn't want to go, but we went to after prom and I can't remember if I told you the story or not, but our listeners haven't heard it. So my high school girlfriend, I'm not going to say her name, but. Oh, it started with an L L and ends in an Anna. (laughs) What was Uh, it? Atlanta. Lana. Landa, that's right, yeah. Um, so, like, I was a senior, but she was only a sophomore. And uh, so, like, I asked her to prom, and she was like, no. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, what? Wow. And she's like, I don't know. I just don't want to go. And so, like, <clears throat> I was like, okay. So, I, I was working at Taco Bell at the time. And so, uh, like, you know, like, hey, can you work that night for prom? And I was like, yeah, my girlfriend doesn't want to go to prom, so I'll just work. And uh, so... apparently she told her mom that she told me no to go to prom and her mom like completely was like what is wrong with you (laughs) it's his (laughs) senior prom and you're not gonna go like it's like it's it's his prom and and so finally like she was like okay i guess i'll go to prom with you and i was like it's too late now it's it's like two days and i have to work now and you had to like turn shit in like last week and so she's like well we can go to after prom i was like fine we'll go to after prom wow okay which after prom was very boring it was like in the gym and there was like some kids from high school that went to the school had their band set up and they were just like playing songs that people shouted out (laughs) wow okay
1: um i went to my wife's prom yeah. The problem with that is I'm oh, not Were you years guys high school wife?
0: sweethearts? <laughs>
1: no. I was nine years older than my wife. So what's funny about it is right. she went to um me and you used to go to the, the chorus festivals when we were in school. Yeah. Well she went as well. She actually went um as a solo singer. I remember singer. her being there. Yeah. She went as a solo singer. And I was <laughs> I went as a chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. you didn't I not. swear to God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but also um I, I went to prom with her and uh I had a teacher come up and ask me what ta- what class I taught and I had to tell him <laughs> I'm here with my girlfriend and I got the dirtiest looks
0: so when he go sex ed yeah you right? like yeah. give a little finger gun to her
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back over to megan yeah you're getting an a in french <laughs> you are now yeah <laughs> All right. So anyways, season or season. Wow. Scene two. We click Lola, We quickly cut to Jan in the family room. She is reading a newspaper and gets excited and runs upstairs. Hmm. But she's kind of a wuss about it because she only takes one step at a time instead
0: of skipping. So she's an amateur. <laughs> so. All right. Scene three. Back up in the girls' room, Marcia is still joining on about getting someone for prom. She says... We have to get someone this weekend because come Monday, we have to tell Miss Robbins we bummed out. Just then, Jan bursts through the door and Marcia tells her to go and not bother them. <laughs> but Jan says, guess who's here? Marcia says they're in a very important meeting. Jan goes on again. What's more important than Davy Jones? He's here. Marcia says, I don't care. Davy Davy Jones? Right here in our house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's such a moron. Sorry, that's mean.
0: <laughs> Jan says, no, but he's here in town. See? Jan points out an article in the newspaper. Marsha reads, Davy Jones, teenage rock idol, arrived in town for personal appearance. Wow. One friend says, exactly. She goes, wow, we got to see him. Marsha sighs and says, Davy Jones. Just then, Jan snatches the paper and says, I've got to tell Cindy and runs out. Hmm. Marcia says, Wouldn't that be something? Her friend asks, What? Marcia says, To get him to entertain at our prom. Doreen says, She's the sassy black one. She says, Davy Jones, girl, you motherfucking crazy. Ain't no jive ass turkey gonna play at our prom. She didn't say that, but that's how I heard it in my head. Because <laughs> we're not racist or sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Her other friend sarcastically says, Sure, why not the Beatles, Fifth Dimension, and the Carpenters, too? Marcia says, Sure, start making jokes, but look at this. Marcia hands Doreen a framed handwritten letter. Doreen reads it. Miss Marcia Brady, President of Davy Jones Fan Club. Dear Marcia, I want to thank you for your interest in my career. Marsha snatches the frame from her friend and goes on reading. If I'm ever in your city, I'll be happy to show you appreciation any way I can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Best wishes. I'm your friend always, Davy Jones. Doreen, the realist, mm-hmm. says, well, it's probably one of those form letters his pub- publicity guy sends out. Marsha argues and says, no, it's not. <laughs> it's handwritten and signed. He wouldn't say if I'm ever in your town, I'd be happy to show you appreciation if he didn't really mean it. Doreen argues and says, I still say it's publicity stuff. Marcia goes on. Davy Jones is not the kind of person to lie. If I ask him to entertain at our prom, I'm sure he would. Her other friend says, well, maybe he would. <laughs> Doreen says, oh, please, she's bluffing. Marcia gets offended and says, bluffing? I'll show you who's bluffing. I'll ride on over to his hotel and ask him. Her friend asks, you really think you can get him? Marcia proudly (laughs) states, if I say I'll get him, I'll get him. And when I'm done with him,
1: I'll ask him to be at our apartment. (laughs) That's
0: funny. So I really like this Doreen chick. This the black girl. like. She's really good. And yeah, she I thought so. she was typical, very natural. Yeah, no talent, random kid actor like the other chick in the room. Right, right. And she just, um, she's played by this woman named Tina Andrews. She did a lot of a one episode shit like throughout the 70s and 80s. Right. But now she's like a writer, producer, and director even with projects coming up. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I yeah. thought she was very natural at it. Um a lot of times they don't feel natural at all. A lot of times they feel very, like you're saying, very static and very like, it's almost like they're just a background actor and they give them lines to say too. <laughs> right. So, almost like they, they
0: showed up to be background. they like, hey, yeah. you want a line? I'm like, okay.
1: You get an extra $20 today. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Have you ever acted before? Nope. Yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> but also I think the scene demonstrates how very full of herself Marcia is. <laughs> Marsha is very, very full of herself. A little bit. Scene four. In the kitchen, Alice walks in while Carol is, quote unquote, helping with a salad. (laughs) Carol (laughs) asks, are Jane and Cindy still grumbling? Alice says, "Eh, they've gone from a low grumble to a high grouch. Carol laughs at the misfortune of her youngest daughters. (laughs) (laughs) Alice goes on, they really wanted to see Davy Jones. Carol defends her decision and says, Well, I know. Well, I just don't think Marsha would appreciate their tagging along. Alice says, I bet he would have liked it. They sure are fans of his. Carol laughs and says, yeah, from their reaction, he's the hottest thing around here since pepperoni pizza. (laughs) Alice laughs. (laughs) Uh, Just then Mike comes in with the paper and says, okay, who doesn't want me to know the ball score? Mike opens up the paper and peeks his face through a cutout article in the paper and asks, which one of you is Jack the Ripper? Oh. Alice yeah, Alice laughs and says, I think Marcia cut something out that was on the other side of the sports page, Mr. Brady. Carol jokingly says to Mike, honey, try not to get too excited, but Davy Jones is in town. <laughs> Mike plays along and says, no, not the Davy Jones. He laughs at his joke and says, kids. Carol tries to defend the kids. Nay tries to defend her girls and says we had our things when we were kids Alice said yeah when I found out Frank Sinatra got married I wore black bobby socks for a month (laughs) okay what are bobby socks
0: bobby socks are I think they're the short socks like ankle socks with the little ball on them oh yeah my sister had some of those
1: I Um, think it was kind of a dick move though to cut up the paper like that
0: <laughs> I guess.
1: I mean, because if it was the that day's paper and Mike hadn't been home yet, kind yeah, of a dick true. move.
0: Yeah. All right. Scene five. Upstairs in the boys' room, Peter and Bobby are hanging out. But Jan and Cindy come bursting through the door, and Jan says, "Did you guys hear about Davy Jones? Isn't it great?" Peter asks, "What about him?" Jan says, "He's in town and he's going to sing at Marcia's school prom." Cindy adds, "In person." Bobby sarcastically says, oh, big deal. Peter says, yeah, what's so special about Davy Jones? Bobby says, yeah, all he does is bang on a guitar and yell his head off. Peter says that anybody can do that. (laughs) Jan gets defensive and says, anybody? There are over 2,000 Davy Jones fan clubs. Cindy adds, yeah. (laughs) Jan goes on, how many Peter Brady fan clubs are there? Peter says, I don't know. I haven't counted them lately. Jim pulls out a sick burn and says, well, it doesn't take long to count to zero. Oh, Whoa, ho, 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 Jimmy. <laughs> he had to go like, to the burn point. Oh, st- oh, shit. Somebody get the aloe. It's all right. Cindy adds, you're just jealous. Bobby asks, what they could be jealous of. He then walks over and picks up a tennis racket and pretends to play guitar and yells, I'm wild about you, baby. Wild about you, baby. Jen squints her eyes in anger and says, boys. And her and Cindy walk out. In a huff, Bobby continues to scream more lyrics as they leave. Well, what's stupid about it is Peter and Bobby's
1: point is anybody can pick up a guitar and just yell yeah. and jan comes back with yeah well there's a bunch of fan clubs okay that's that's not at all what he was saying <laughs> he was right. saying anybody could pick up a guitar and yell has nothing to do with fan clubs has nothing to do with how many peter brady fan clubs his point is is it doesn't take a whole lot of, kind of talent to pick up a guitar and yell
0: so. and we see him perform later in the episode you see him pick up a guitar and just yell <laughs> <Yeah>. well first <laughs> like remotely close on what he does
1: I mean, William Hung had no talent, yet he had a huge amount of fans. So, anyways.
0: Have you, um, have you seen that part in The Office yet? Where he's like, big William Hung fan, huh?
1: <laughs> Why does everybody keep asking me that? <laughs> who
0: the hell is I that? Mean,
1: I mean, I don't watch that. <laughs> no, I'm up to um, season five. Um, I can't <clears throat> remember what episode I'm on. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: the one where they find out, I think, Rashida Jones is pregnant.
0: Or Who is? Rashida Jones. Oh, Rashida. Oh, oh. Oh, where they go back to her, like she's running the, uh, yeah, via where Mike office.
1: and, uh, or Scott, or Michael and, um, Dwight have to go on some kind of trip to speak at different branches or something. Because, anyways. Oh. Yeah, anyways, right. sorry we're getting sidetracked. Um, <laughs> Bobby Bray, Bobby was really super annoying in this. <laughs> yeah. What well, about you, baby? Yeah. <laughs> but also, did they always have a laugh track? Yes. really why didn't i notice that i don't know because that struck out to me i'm like why is there a laugh track like they've never had a laugh track before (laughs) there's always been one since the first. wow okay all right anyways (laughs) (laughs) scene six next we see marcia's friend from earlier on the phone and she says linda you'll never guess who marcia brady is going to get to entertain at her prom hold on to your skull davy jones Oh, and then they shit. both go, ah, and they put their hands like jazz hands next to their heads and they wave back.
0: <laughs> In the next scene, scene seven, we see Doreen on the phone and she says, yes, Katie, bitch. I said, Davey Jones. <laughs> 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 I didn't believe it myself, but that little white girl is going down there to meet him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> should, should <I? laughs> All right. She actually said, yes, Katie, Davy Jones. I couldn't believe it myself, but she's going down there to meet him. Boy, that prom is going to be out of sight. Pass the word, okay? You dig? <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: <laughs> you dig? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> scene eight. Now we see Marcia walking in the front door of the house. She doesn't appear to be too excited. She steps down into the living room where Mike is reading the paper. <laughs> They should have Mike just read the paper with a bunch of holes in it. That just that would have been funny. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been so awesome. Uh, And he just goes, Marsha, you really got to stop doing this. Um, Marsha greets him and he peeks at her through the hole in the newspaper. Okay. So he did. Sorry. Marsha laughs laughs a little and says, sorry about that, dad. Mike asks, how did it go with Davy Jones? Carol now walking into the room says, were your knees shaking when you met him? Marsha says, I didn't get anywhere near Davy Jones. Carol asks, wasn't he at the hotel? Marcia says, he sure was, but so were about a thousand other kids. It was so jammed I couldn't even get into the lobby. Carol asks, why didn't you try calling him? Marcia says, I did. It cost me 30 cents just to hear the hotel operator say, all of Mr. Jones's lines are still busy. Carol says, well, honey, if you can't see him, and you can't talk to him. I don't know how you're going to get him get in touch with him. Marcia <laughs> you says, think, "Huh? You think?" <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets past Carol. <laughs> Marcia says, "I don't either." Mike says, "Well, you did the best you could, Marcia. That's all anybody can do." Marcia says, "I guess so, but there's still time. But there's still time to get someone else for the prom." Marcia stands up sighs and says well, at least there's no harm done hmm so she didn't make out with Davy Jones what the fuck because <laughs> <Like that's, laughs> he flattered ass like so how did you make out with Davy Jones like
0: what you thought you think that's what she was doing what the hell Well, yeah, while you were talking I was sitting here thinking like so how does this conversation play out like a, a pretty teenage girl is like hey I'm gonna go meet a celebrity at a hotel is that cool and they're at like a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go go get you some <laughs> you know, it's like what the hell and did your knees shake <laughs> like, i'm surprised oh, carol he I'm made surprised. my knees shake <laughs> i'm surprised carol wasn't
1: like forget frat boys you're going for celebrities now um, <laughs> but also um <clears throat> why doesn't she just again I, I i write this in order that i see it so um, right. why doesn't she just write up a letter and have it delivered that was my first thought like <laughs> Um, or put it in the newspaper even,
0: but I don't know. I guess. Whatever. Scene nine. We quickly cut to the front of the school where there is a big banner that reads, welcome Davy Jones. (laughs) Marsha's jaw drops. Just then all the girls in the area see Marsha standing there and they all run (laughs) over to her saying how wonderful it is and that it'll be the best prom ever. It'll
1: be funny. (laughs) It'd be mean, funny if all the girls converge on. She's like, See, this is why I couldn't talk to him Because you guys do this.
0: <laughs> right. Even Doreen was there and she says, I never thought you could do it. Marcia just stands in silence, feeling awkward. <laughs> just then, Mrs. Robbins comes running over and she says, We're all so proud of you. Marcia says, Thank you, Miss Robbins. Miss Robbins goes on, You've done a magnificent job for the entertainment committee. Marcia says, I haven't really done anything, Mrs. Robbins. All the girls around her laugh and laugh. (laughs) And Miss Robbins says, Oh, don't be modest, dear. The moment I heard, I got the art department to work on your on that banner. Which that line just struck me as really funny. I think it was her delivery. Like she didn't really get to that delivery. Because it's like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? Marcia says, Miss Robbins, can I please talk to you in private? Miss Robbins says, "Of course," and they step away from the crowd of girls. Marcia says, "Miss Robbins, I didn't expect all this. I haven't even talked to Davy Jones yet." Miss Robbins says, "Well, that's not a problem. I'm sure as soon as you do see him, you'll arrange it." The other kids say you're very good friends with, you know, Davy Jones. Miss <laughs> Robbins giggles. Marcia just sighs. Just then the bell rings, and Miss Robbins leaves. Marsha begins to worry. Hmm. hmm. Yeah.
1: I just reiterated it again. Like she's been on a lot. She's been on the Bob Newhart show and she was on full house. She played one of the teachers on the full on full house. So she's done awesome. a lot of stuff. Scene 10. Later after school, Marcia is sitting in the family room, writing a telegram to Davy Jones. Apparently she heard my advice. Hmm.
0: Jan Apparently enters it's
1: 1865.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Jan enters the room and asks why she's sending it. Marcia says uh, this may be the only way to reach him. Jan says that it's a good idea. Marcia says, How does this sound? She reads, Dear Mr. Jones, I hope you remember me, Marcia Brady, the president of your local fan club. Jan interrupts and says, That sounds dull. Marcia says, That's what I was afraid of. Just then, Greg and Peter walk in. Marsha asks for help because her telegram sounds dull. Greg asks to hear it. Marcia reads, Dear Mr. Jones, I hope you remember me, Marcia Brady, the president of your local fan club. Greg interrupts. No wonder it sounds dull. You got to catch his attention first. Start by buttering him up. Greg thinks for a moment and says, take it down like this to Davy Jones, star of stage, screen, radio and television, and jukeboxes. You are the grooviest, the greatest, the most right-honest. Marsha interrupts. Hey, I think that's a bit too much. Peter pipes up, says, you got to lay it on thick. I'd love Man, I'm slipping back into that director guy. (laughs) (laughs) You got to lay it on thick. I'd love to get a telegram like that. Jan says, you would, but there's got to be a better way to catch Davy Jones's attention. Peter pipes up again and says, hey, I've got it. Take this down. Davy Jones, dear sir, you have just won a $10 million sweepstakes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For more information, call Marsha Brady. And Greg interrupts and says, what does that have to do with singing at the prom? Peter says, nothing but it'll sure get his attention. They all giggle. Marsha finally just tells him, thanks for all your help, you guys, but let me just work on it for myself. Okay. The boys agree and walk out.
0: Why don't they just direct message him? Like, I know. You know what I mean? Like, just go onto um, his like fan page or whatever.
1: Yeah. Just slip into the DMs. That's how they usually say it. Isn't that what the kids say nowadays? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I like the way you spelled. He won the sweepstakes. Won. Like O M E. No, I didn't mean. To. All right. Scene 11. eleven. Later, Marcia is on the phone with Jan, standing by her side. Marcia says, "Yes, I'd like to send a telegram to Davy Jones. This is very important. I want this telegram delivered to him personally." Jan nods in agreement while crossing her fingers for good luck. Marcia goes on, "What? You have to." Please. <laughs> Marcia <laughs> listens to the person on the other end of the phone and her face droops more and more as she listens. She finally says, no, forget it. And then hangs up the phone. Marcia looks at Jan and says, they won't deliver it to him personally and they won't even guarantee he'll even see it. Jan asks, why? Marcia continues, because he already had 600 telegrams waiting for him. They're keeping them all at the hotel desk girls sigh.
1: Wow, it's almost like he's a famous person or something. Yeah. But I mean, I've kind of felt like they're really stretching this storyline too. Like, <laughs> like, we get yeah. it. You've established the fact that she can't get a hold of him. We get it. You don't need to establish <laughs> that anymore. We get that.
0: Let's start solving <laughs> I don't think it they're now. done yet. <laughs> they're not. Jeez. Done yet.
1: <laughs> okay, scene 12. Later, Marsha's in the living room with Mike and Carol, and Mike says, look, I know you're in no mood for a lecture, but you can't make a promise to someone unless you can deliver. Marcia says, I know that now. Carol (laughs) says, well, there must be some way to get in touch with that untouchable young man. Marcia says, if there is, I can't think of it. Just then, Jan and Cindy come running into the living room, shouting, Davy Jones is on TV. The Hank Coleman show. It just started. Then they run back out. Marsha says, dad, the Hank Coleman show is on for 30 minutes. Mike confused says, yeah. Marsha goes on, well, if I get down to the station right away, maybe I can ask him about the prom. Mike lights up and says, hey, you just got yourself a ride. Come on. Marsha jumps up with excitement and they run to the door. Hmm. So Again, does does Marsha realize she's basically a stalker?
0: And and Mike and Carol are uh, supporting this. But, like,
1: did they not have the term stalker in 1971? Did they not know what that was yet? Like, no, I'm sure. I
0: don't know. Anyways. Uh, Well, they just had the night stalker, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, was it? Okay. Scene 13 Mike and Marsha, which is kind of a weird pairing to say, I noticed. (laughs) Mike and Marsha arrive at the TV station and walk in the front doors. A sign reads, Hank Coleman Show, 4 to 4.30, daily. <laughs> they walk up to the front desk, and Mike asks, Excuse me, is the Hank Coleman Show still going? The wormy little man looks at his watch and says, Yes, sir. It still has a few minutes left. Marcia sighs with relief. Mike says, Do you mind if my daughter and I wait until it's over? My daughter would like to meet his guest star. Marsha adds, I'm president of his fan club. Ooh. The man asks, <laughs> so- <laughs> The head... Of the Department of Sanitation and as par- a fan club. <laughs> Mike looks at him surprised and asks, the Department of Sanitation? The man says, that's who Hank Coleman's guest is today. Marcia says, no, it's Davy Jones. I saw the start of the show at home. And the guy's like, oh, the you should said, know because you were backstage, weren't you? <laughs> right. Oh, that's you right. work here like you I know. do, don't you? You work here and I don't. <laughs> now the man says oh that was done yesterday mr coleman tapes his shows one day in advance Mm -hmm. Marsha looks down and says oh no mike in attempt to be helpful says well honey we'll just have to think of something else when is the prom marcia says in a week dad (laughs) so now Hmm. her parents
1: are helping her stalk this guy
0: Mm-hmm. by like actively yep. driving her around what kind of shows is this hank coleman show where he has davy jones one day in the head of department of <laughs> transportation or whatever sanitation well more importantly like why like this is
1: like it sounds like a public access show like that, that deals with like local you know political things why would davy jones do this he really does he really need that kind of publicity like it sounds like he's so massively popular why would he need to go on a public access show for for publicity?
0: <laughs> no. All right, so this is where we take our next break. So Marsha has overpromised the prom committee and the entire school that Davy Jones will perform, but now she can't seem to get in touch with such an untouchable young man. What will she do? Mm. We'll be back. Okay.
1: Welcome to the trailer for What The Suck Podcast. Do you like movies? Do you like horror movies? You know, movies like Exorcist 2 and The Bye Bye Man? <laughs>
0: Well, those of you still with us are just the weirdos we want. We watch all the terrible,
1: no good, so bad they are bad movies you never knew existed.
0: Have you seen Wish Upon, I Am Zozo, Creepshow 3 perhaps? Uh. You haven't? Well, lucky for you, we have, and we are here to tell you all about them because we believe that no matter how bad a movie is, it should be watched. Someone put at least some effort into these, and bad movies deserve love, too.
1: And boy, do we love watching them. So, please join us, your host Chris and James, on What the Suck Podcast for a weekly discussion of all things bad, good,
0: good-bad, bad-bad, so bad they are good, so good they are bad, so bad they are bad, and <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> Found That's every- my best Busey. <laughs> Found- I don't know if that
1: works. but so It works for me. Found everywhere podcasts can be listened to.
0: And we're back. Yes. So... Davy Jones, The monkeys, Stalking. Hmm. Hmm. Have you ever stalked a celebrity, Jimmy? <laughs> I've met celebrities, but I don't think I've ever stalked one. Yeah, we've all met Have I ever stalked one? <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. funny, because, like, it seems like a silly question, you know. Like, have I ever? And that's, like, for some reason, I always have the weirdest time answering questions. Like, have you, you know, it's not this one, but, like, somebody could say, have you ever starred in a movie? And I'd be like, have I? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get confused going, I don't think I have.
1: We we do go to Megacon and your daughter um, goes to Megacon. You've been to Megacon. And both of us have met celebrities at Megacon, but you have to pay for that. So, I mean, I don't <clears> think <throat> that really counts, but I guess it does. Well, I met
0: celebrities at Megacon, but I didn't pay for
1: them. I, I have pictures in my living room of me with celebrities. Like yeah. uh, um, the the girl that plays... Um, uh oh god what's what the fuck is her name <laughs> the girl from the flash um i have no idea the girl that plays uh caitlin snow on the flash we met her uh mm-hmm. the girl that plays in the marvel movies that the um nebula we met her uh michael j fox i met uh the guy that played played biff tom wilson i met mm-hmm. uh two of the guys from buffy the vampire slayer i met i don't know why um <laughs> Because your my wife. wife, yeah, my <laughs> wife, Amy. Um, <laughs> um, Norman Reedus and uh, Michael Rooker. I met. Um, I met Michael Rucker, yeah, he's a super nice guy, really cool guy. Uh, yep. Tom Wilson was, was really just, nice too, he signed a comic book for me. Um, yeah, Megan met um, all of the hobbits from Lord of the Rings except for Sam because he hasn't been at a Megacon yet. Um, hmm. God, oh, I met the principal from Back to the Future. He was cool as shit. Yeah, he's looking rough these days. He asked Caitlin if she was a slacker, and she didn't. She didn't get the reference. She's like, "What? No." <laughs> <laughs> Are you a motherfucker? Like, who the fuck, so who the fuck awesome. is this guy? Like, who the fuck is this guy? I do remember walking around that film festival, and you were freaking out because people from the office were there. Like I remember seeing the redheaded girl from the office and somebody else. Yeah.
0: Meredith Meredith and was it? when
1: I was like, Oh my God, there was somebody Meredith, else there too. You know, Meredith was there and somebody else. And it, it was, know. it was somebody that you thought was hot.
0: Somebody I thought was hot from the office. Yeah. <clears throat> had to have been Angela, either the blonde haired girl or uh Pam. I can't remember. I've never seen, I've only ever seen Meredith. That's it.
1: Oh, and the, one of the coolest celebrities I met was, um, mm. Oh God, I can picture his face, but I can't remember his name. Um, He was in um, The Producers. He sang um, uh, Springtime for Hitler. Um, He was also in Dr. (laughs) Who. No. He was in um, The Green Arrow, played his dad. Um, I don't know. John Barrowman.
0: Hmm. John
1: Barrowman was cool as shit. I met him a couple times. He's
0: awesome. Yeah. uh, I met, uh, (laughs) um, what's his name now? It's been so long. Dave Collier. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> did he, let me guess, he did like the,
1: the some imitation for you. You do Rocky no. or Moe or something?
0: No, not for me. I, no, I just no. got done watching him do stand up. So
1: that's <laughs> like, let me guess, you're going to do Popeye, right?
0: <laughs> no, I just shook his hand. I was like, yeah, that's a good job. And he's like, thanks, man. Yeah. No.
1: That's like uh, when I met Tom Wilson, I told him, I was like, I got to tell you, I love your stand up. I said, that song that you sing about all the questions people ask just had to be floored. Yeah. And he stops and puts the pen down and he goes, "Thank you. Nobody ever says that." I'm like, "Well, they should." Some. And then the the comic book he he signed is called Biff to the Future. Yeah. And he looked he looks at it, he looks at me, and he goes, "Where did you get this?" Mm -hmm. I said, "The comic book store." And he's like, "They didn't even tell me they were doing this." I said, "If I had an extra copy, I would totally give it to you." He's like, "No, that's not what I'm saying. I just they didn't even tell." He goes, "I would have promoted this if." They would have told me and I felt like <laughs> shit. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> you don't have to well, sign. Well, this that one's
0: mine and sign yep. it. Thank you. <laughs> Do your own oh, fucking research.
1: The other cool guy I met was, um, the, the voice actor that did space ghost. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. He sorry. was
1: awesome yeah. too. <laughs> he signed a, uh, a Funko pop
0: of space ghost for me. Yeah. I remember at Uh, one of the mega cons where, uh, <laughs> Rachel Lee cook, like walked right past us. Who's that? She's an actress that was big, like, in the 90s and early 2000s. <clears throat> She's been in, like, tons of movies and stuff. She's one of those, like, teen – well, not really teen, but, like, early 20s. Like, there would have been in a movie, like, Scream or something like that. Or I know what she did last summer, but she wasn't in those. But did, like, rom-coms and stuff like that. Remember that one movie, um, She's All That? With oh, Freddie Prince Jr.? Where they made fun of it on another team movie where she was like a nerd quote and they made her popular or whatever. Yeah, I know you're talking about Yeah, yeah. She was the star of that movie. Anyway, because I saw that she was there and then she like walked right past me when I got like her wind blowing on me. I could smell her (laughs) perfume and I was like, "That was reaching. I remember that. Yeah, I remember
1: you talking about that. I was at um, MegaCon one time and, and my son Jake never really gets starstruck. Oh, and I met another cool guy I met was the guy that played Data from Star Trek. Really weird guy. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, and my son wanted to see um the one of the original General Lee's from the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. And as we're standing there, we look off to the side and the stig from Top Gear is standing there. And my son freaks out. He's like, Oh my god, I have to get a picture. Oh my and if you know Jay, like you could know that Jay, he's not like that just be anybody
0: though? What's that? <laughs> yeah,
1: it could have been it was just some normal guy, but um <laughs> and so I'm standing there taking this picture and I glance to my right and <laughs> Bob Snyder and Tom Wopat are standing there (laughs) along with the girl that played Daisy Duke. And I'm like, Whoa. And they were sitting there looking at the general Lee, like pointing at himself. I'm like, this is so cool. This is awesome. (laughs) So if, if any of you out there, not a sponsor, but if any of you out there have any kind of um, conventions in your area, like every major city seems like they have one. Like Atlanta has, um, uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Dragon con South Florida has um, Florida super con. Orlando has MegaCon. Obviously, San Francisco has, you know, Comic Con. Uh, if you guys can yeah. go to any of them, highly suggest it because a lot of times the celebrity area, you just kind of browse through there and you're like, holy crap, that's Topanga from you know Boy Meets World. You know, you Oof, just see the celebrity yeah. thing right there. It's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, they have like little booths, you just walk up and say hi or whatever. Like the girl who did a Boo from uh, Monsters Inc. She had yeah. a little booth. She's like um, in her twenties now, she's cute.
1: We met um the guy that played the doctor from Doctor Who. Uh, what's his name? Uh, so I have bad no idea. Celebrity names. The one that that's the most popular. The guy that played it the most. I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, <well>, anyways, um, <laughs> he wouldn't let anybody just come up and talk to him. Mm. Um, we met um the guy from the Goonies, um, Sean Astin. No, the other one, the one that did Dream a Little Dream, Corey Feldman. You met Corey Feldman? Well, yeah, he was at Comic Con. He was right there. I didn't at, know that. Uh, or Mega Con rather. <coughs> Um. Hmm. So anyways, yeah that. So anyways, let's get back into this
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean I could sit here and talk all day Of all the other exactly, celebrities yeah. and stuff I just can't think of them all right now But anywho, let's get back into it So Marsha has told The entire school that Davy Jones Will perform at the school prom But just one problem, Jimmy What's that? She doesn't know how to get in touch with Davy Jones
1: but Isn't that false advertising?
0: Yeah, how will she pull this off? The mm-hmm. problem is a week away, she must find someone or she will under-deliver and disappoint the entire school. She should probably sleep with him. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so scene 14. Later, we see Mike on the phone with Brad while Carol and Marcia stand by listening in. Mm. Mike says, yeah, Brad. Well, look, I thought since your brother played golf with the hotel manager, it might be worth a chance asking. Yeah. Okay, then. Thanks a lot. Mike hangs up the phone and Marcia asks what he said. Mike says, Brad said that if he could figure out a way to meet Davy Jones to let him know, because he's got a teenage daughter that's dying to meet him too. Mm. Marcia asks, isn't there anyone else we can call? Carol says, honey, your father and I have done everything we can we can think of. Except. Marcia brightens up and asks what? Carol laughs and says, no, it's just too crazy, but <laughs> why can't we just check into the Royal Towers this weekend and Marsha would be in the same hotel as Davy Jones? <laughs> Mike laughs and says, yeah, that is crazy, you know, because you know, I already called and they're booked. <laughs> Marsha says, what am I going to do? Mike says, Marsha, I think you're at the end of the line and you're just going to have to tell your teacher that you just couldn't get him Marsha says, Dad, do you realize what you're asking? Hmm. Mike says, well, you have a responsibility to other people. Carol chimes in and says, honey, you have to give the school an opportunity to find someone else to entertain at the prom. Marcia says, well, I still got this weekend. Maybe something will happen. Hmm. Carol puts her arm around Marsha and says, well, I hope so. But it probably won't. No, I'm teasing. uh well <laughs> <laughs> well I hope so, but if not, you'll have to tell your teacher on Monday. Marcia sighs and says,
0: Okay, and walks out of the room. Carol, she's like, Your father and I have done all we can. Really? What the fuck did Carol do?
1: <laughs> Carol didn't do anything. Does she really Nothing. think that that um, that he's just there on vacation and he's got all the time in the world? Like obviously he's <laughs> busy, like he's there for a reason. And as soon as he's done with what he has to do, like, they don't give a crap if it's 11 o'clock at night and he's been working all day. He's going to leave. Like, that's how it
0: is. (laughs) All right. Scene 15. Marsha continues into the kitchen where Alice and Jan are putting dishes away. Jan and Alice both apologize to her for what's going on. Marsha says, when the whole school finds out, they'll all hate me. Jan says, not everybody, Marsha. Your real friends will stick by you. Marsha says, after Monday, I won't have any friends. Marsha's like, that's just something ugly people say. (laughs) After Monday, I won't have any friends. I might as well quit school and move away or something. (laughs) Marsha then walks out. Alice goes over to Jan and whispers, there's got to be something we've missed. Jan says, well, if there is, we better find it quick. Alice says, why don't you and the other kids put your heads together and think? I'll put my ads together too. Alice then rolls her eyes as she as the thought of what she just said. Well, thinking's a full time job.
1: Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it would be. I, I had this thought in this scene. It would be so awesome if Alice thought of something that the parents couldn't think of. Like, Again, if it was just painfully <laughs> obvious, like, "Why don't you just do this?" And you're like, "Damn it."
0: <laughs> Jan says to Marcia. Oh, no. Little Miss Thing won't have any friends. Oh, no. I wonder what that's like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> okay.
1: Scene 16. In the living room, Peter, Bobby, Cindy, and Jan are talking things out by the phone. Jan says, well, at least it's worth a try, Peter. Cindy adds, anything is. Bobby chimes in. Yeah, Marsh is desperate. Peter says, Okay. You guys stand back and make a little noise as if there's a crowd in here. Peter picks up the phone and starts to dial. Meanwhile, the other kids are in the background making crowd conversation noises. The phone picks up and Peter says, Davy Jones' room, please. The operator on the end on the other end says, Mr. Jones' line's busy and there are many lines waiting. Peter goes on, tell him it's an old buddy of his. He'll take the call right now. The operator hmm. asks, who's calling, please? Peter says, Pete Brady. I managed one of his favorite rock groups, Davy Baby, said to make a call <laughs> as soon as as soon as we made it in town. The other kids giggle. The operator asks, What's the name of the group? Peter says, The three desperados. <laughs> Bobby and the girls giggle at the name. Peter hushes him. The operator says I'm sorry, I've never heard of the three desperados. Peter says, Well, we're a big group. We're over here rehearsing right now. Peter tells the kids to sing something. He then says, Listen to this, operator. Peter then holds up the phone to the other kids as they all three begin to sing three completely different songs. <laughs> Peter puts the phone back up to his ear. He says, Operator? Hello? Operator? Peter then pulls the phone away from his ear. Bobby asks, "Did she hear us?" Peter rolls his eyes and says, "She heard you," and slams the phone down. The kids all sigh.
0: Peter's pretty quick on his feet. <clears throat> I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: his t- his comedic timing is probably one of the best in the show, in my opinion. There's a couple of things that he said just the way he says it. You're just like, that's awesome. But also <laughs> yeah. like the line, "Marsh is desperate." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the desperados <laughs> boy she's as desperate as jan no um <laughs> i almost feel bad for davy jones because you know this is just one girl you know he goes through this with every single city he's in thousands of girls doing this
0: yeah it must be rough i mean all it, it <laughs> is high school girls
1: have a bunch of high school That's girls will not leave you alone let <laughs> me
0: annoying as hell i guess it would suck to be like in a boy band where yeah right 90 of your fans you can't even sleep with
1: well it's like well <laughs> like junior high and high school kids i won't leave you the hell alone it's like can you yeah. tell your kids to go to bed or something please like god yeah. like, like to leave someone of a normal life yeah
0: right. <laughs> scene 17 next we see alice sitting on the job on the phone at the kitchen table alice says thanks sam it might just work bye Greg walks into the kitchen and into the fridge. Alice says, Greg, Sam just had the wildest idea. Greg says, congratulations, he finally proposed. (laughs) Alice deflated says, well, no, it's not that wild. He (laughs) delivers meat to the Royal Towers and the chef is a personal friend of his. Mm. Greg says, so? (laughs) Alice goes on. So that might just get Marsha in to see Davy Jones, even though his idea is a little far out. Mm. Greg says, listen, nothing's too far out for Marsha right now. <laughs> Alice goes on to whisper a plan in Greg's ear that we can't hear. Greg's smiling the whole time.
1: Okay, they're the only two people in the room. Why the hell is he whispering?
0: <laughs> <clears throat> She's like, I got a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, What? What? Why, why are, are you whispering? whispering at all? Like <laughs> everybody can hear the plan. They can <laughs> can announce it in front of the whole family. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but also, like,
1: why is he wearing
0: a robe? Like was a he? nice
1: robe. You. I'm sorry. I was going to say an expletive, but no. Um. <laughs> but yeah, why is he wearing a robe, walking around the house like that?
0: Is it the morning time?
1: I have no idea. He looks like a weirdo. But. <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay. Scene 18. Hmm. Now we're at the Royal Towers tech. No. Yeah. Yes. And we're inside a hotel room. Ooh. There's a knock at the door and a voice calls out for whoever is at the door to come in. In walks Greg and Marcia dressed up as kitchen staff wearing chef coats and paper hats. Hmm. Which those paper hats are made really small, by the way. <laughs> I, know. I knew you were going to say something. Yeah. Greg yells out. <laughs> Greg yells out to the voice in the other room. We're here to pick up the breakfast dishes. The voice calls back. Okay. Marcia asks Greg, are you sure I look all right? Greg adjusts her hat and says, hold your voice down. You're supposed to be a boy. Marcia says For in a deep reason. What's that? <laughs> For some reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause apparently girls can't, Cook. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, uh, Marshall working in the kitchen. Right. That's weird. Marcia says in a deeper voice, "Oh yes." <laughs> Greg yells to the to the voice, "We're certainly happy to be of service to you." Marcia says in a deep voice, "You're our favorite singing star." <laughs> Greg adds, "Of all time." Marcia adds. I've got every record you ever made. <laughs> Greg says, yeah, she, uh, he, he plays them all the time. Marcia <laughs> says, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> they just don't want this guy to come in the room. Like the poor guy could have had lines through all this. Um, <laughs> Marsha says, I'm even president of your fan club. Just then a man steps out of the back bedroom while Greg and Marcia begin to clear the dishes. He's wiping his face and says, "Sorry, kids." Marcia looks at him and gasps, "You're not, uh, um, you're not Davy Jones." <laughs> the man says, "I'm his manager. Davy left a few minutes ago." Greg asks, "Could you tell him? Uh, uh, could you tell us when he'd be back, sir?" Their manager says, "Who knows? He's over at Atlas Records cutting an album." I got to get down there myself. Greg looks at Marcia and says, "Atlas Records." And then runs for the door. But the manager stops him and says, hey, uh, what about the dishes? Greg says, oh, yeah. He then tells Marsha, I'll take care of this. And you go change and go over there fast. Marsha runs out the door. But just before she leaves, she blows Greg a <laughs> kiss and says, thanks, Greg. The manager sees this and is confused. Greg looks at him in awkwardly and shrugs. <laughs>
0: You know, for a security guard, he had an awful lot of information, <laughs> don't you think? Seems extraneous at the <clears> time. Yeah. Aren't we lucky we, <laughs> we were there to get all that information? It seemed extraneous at the time.
1: That guy was in Weird Science.
0: Oh, yeah. Who did he? Oh, he, he played, played the dad. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who is this Gary character? Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's kind of funny, too. Like, so she blows him a kiss and he's like what the fuck you know but like they never said hey we're brother and sister you know like they never said that right so why would he be confused like for all he knows they're just coworkers and because probably dating he thought yeah. she was a guy <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> I thought you were playing a joke that's why I was like I don't think siblings. he's kidding <laughs> oh those little sibling things <laughs> Oh, that's even funnier now. Okay. <laughs> that's why he's like, well, oh, whatever. He's a weirdo. You guys are close, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scene 19. At Atlas Records, we see the one and only Davy Jones. Oh, no. No, it's oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's in the recording booth looking at pieces of paper. The manager says, okay, Dave, let's say we make one. Whatever that means. <laughs> Dave. David nods in agreement. The engineer reaches over and starts to record on a reel-to-reel. Music starts, and everyone in the studio starts bobbing their heads. (laughs) We are now treated to a Davy Jones performance as he records his vocals on the track. The manager watches Davy perform and is smiling and bobbing his head the whole time. The music then fades out, along with his voice, too, apparently. The manager (laughs) says, All right, good. In a second, we'll play it back. Davy nods. The engineer plays the playback. Just then, Marcia walks into the studio, smiling and dressed like Big Bird <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> she looks in and sees Davy Jones inside the vocal booth and smiles from ear to ear. The manager now sees Marcia and walks over to her and asks, Who are you? Marcia says, Oh, I just want to speak to Mr. Jones for a minute. The manager says, sure, he came all this way. Why not? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure, we'll just stop this recording studio that's costing us $1,000 an hour.
0: <laughs> the manager says, miss, we're making a recording here. Marsha says, oh, I'll wait till he's finished. I won't even make a sound. The manager, now getting frustrated, says, sorry, but nobody's allowed in the studio while we record. Mm. We cut to Davy Jones, who can hear the conversation happening in the control booth. Marcia says... Please, I just got to see him. I'm president of his Fillmore Junior High fan club. Manager says, that's great, but nobody attends recording sessions. Marsha getting desperate now says, getting desperate. <laughs> but I promised my whole school he'd sing at our prom. He's just got to go or I'll never be able to speak to my friends again. <laughs> the manager says, kid, do you know how many schools want David to sing at their prom? There's just not enough days in the year. Marsha goes on, but I'd never have promised the school if he hadn't written me a letter Mm. to me personally, Marsha Brady. He said he'd be glad to help me if he's ever in town. The manager says, tell you what you leave me your name and address and I'll send you a copy of his latest album. Okay. And he pushes her out the door. The manager rolls his eyes and says, kids, Davy Jones, having heard all that, begins to think to himself.
1: What's funny, I don't know if you noticed the sound engineer. The
0: sound engineer looked like he was falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> but also, like, the manager's not wrong. No. And I think the girls at the beginning were kind of right. I think this is a case of, you know, this would be a really cool, you know, gimmick for, you know, publicity, you know, to really build up, you know, the the fan club. You know, the, the yeah. people under the fans club, fan clubs, because, you know, he's even sending letters to this. We're an official fan club. We got a letter from Davy Jones. You know, I think it's one of those kind mm-hmm. of never expecting to have to answer it. and never, <laughs> Follow <know>. through. <laughs> and I question how I question how much Davy Jones even knew about the letter. Right. So, scene 20. Back at the house, Marsha walks down the stairs and into the living room where Mike and Carol are sitting. Marsha says, Mom. Dad, I think I'll call Miss Robbins now. Mike says, I thought you were going to wait till tomorrow morning. Marsha says, if I call now, she'll have more time to call someone else. Just then the doorbell rings. Carol gets up to get it. Mike says to Marcia, well, honey, you've tried as hard as you could. Marcia sadly says, didn't help much. As she picks up the phone and begins to dial. Meanwhile, Carol opens the door, and who do you think was at the door, Tack?
0: Uh, Sam.
1: No, none other than Davy Frickin' Jones. Holy shit. Carol shakes his hand and he enters. Marcia is heard talking to Mrs. Robbins on the phone. Mrs. Robbins, there's something important I have to tell you. Carol and Davy Jones walk from around the corner and into Marcia's sight. Carol calls for Marsha and Marsha looks over and sees Davey frickin' Jones and lights up <laughs> and says, Uh, Mrs. Robbins, I have to call you later. Bye. Marsha hmm. gets up and walks to Davey frickin' Jones. <laughs> Davy Jones hands Marsha an album and says, Here's the album my manager promised you. Hmm. Marsha says, Oh, thanks. But how did you Dave interrupts and says, I heard what you said over the studio microphone. Marcia, smiling, says, "Oh, oh." Marsha then introduces Mike and Carol to him. Mike and Carol excuse themselves to give them some more privacy to talk. Davy asks if he can sit down, and Marcia, all while giggling, says, "Yeah, you can sit down anywhere." <laughs> 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 he finally sat on her lap. Cool. <laughs> Davy sits on the couch with Marcia and says. I'm sorry for the mess you're in because of the letter I wrote you. Marcia says, oh, no, it's it's my fault. I should never have promised you'd sing at the prom. Davey says, well, it's my fault too. I promised you something in that letter. When is your prom? Marcia says, Friday night. Davey thinks for a second and says, okay. Friday night it is. Just then Peter, Jan, Bobby, and Cindy are seen on the balcony at the top of the stairs, <laughs> and they all begin to cheer. Yay! Yay! Davy looks up and says, I didn't know we had an audience. Marcia says, Oh, they're my brothers and sisters. Marcia confirms with with Davy and asks, So you will come to the prom? Davy gets serious and says, Well, there is just one problem. Marsha asks, what? <laughs> Davy says, I don't have a date. Do you know a girl who'd like to go with me? Marsha lights up and says, Do I? And reaches over and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Do, do you? <laughs> Davy blushes and says, Well, how about the flip side? And Marsha reaches over and kisses him on the other cheek. Davy then says, How about down below? <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that's right up there with putting um a mistletoe in your, in your pants um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then the kids upstairs all mock and kiss each other on the cheeks baby and Marsha just laugh <laughs> so, which oh, cool, so which one of Marsha's which one of Marsha's friends do you think he's gonna go with <laughs> I It'd be funny if they showed him and he shows up in the blackjack. Like,
0: that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> Doreen. <clears throat> cool. So, Marsha didn't learn the lesson, got everything she wanted. And, uh, you know, remember the whole Desi Arnaz Jr. episode? Well, it's Marsha. She gets whatever the hell she wants.
1: All she does is like act sad. Well, no, wait. The it's whole like, family will it's pitch like in.
0: Normal, it's normal for her to have celebrities come to their house for her. <laughs> well, Jan straight up has
1: an identity crisis to the point where she's actively trying to change her appearance because she's that miserable and nobody bats an eye. And is like, I made a promise I couldn't keep. What do I do? Well, let's all join together and try to figure out a solution. Like even our butcher <laughs> is going to come in on it and try to figure something out. <laughs> Seriously? And you're going to let your daughter have an identity crisis and go out buying wigs and shit that change her appearance? Oh my God.
0: Same with Peter. Peter had one, too. Yeah. Like Shitty parents. I don't Jesus. know he likes me. He's will well, fucking do something about it. Jesus. <sighs> worst Why? parents ever.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they're
0: not. Not to Marsha. They're not.
1: Well, I, I think this whole prom thing, he probably talked to his manager and it was probably like, listen, this could be an awesome publicity stunt. Because remember... This letter was sent out to the fan clubs. That means that they want these fan clubs to seem legit. Right. Yeah. So he probably said, listen, I could go to prom with this girl from the fan club and perform at their prom and it'll probably get all over the newspapers. And as long as they print, Mm -hmm. Davy Jones goes to prom with the president of the Davy Jones fan club, then it's going to seem like all the fan clubs are more legit and they probably have to pay to be in this fan club. So for sure. So I, I think it was still a publicity song. I don't, I don't think it's very genuine.
0: I think so too, but I think he, like, well, plus like he saw Marsha, so he's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you not not to not to be a pervert? Or anything, this is like a little fat girl, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> <laughs> be like, "No." Not to the album. Not to be a pervert or anything, but did you have you ever looked at pictures of Eve Plum after the show was over? Like she did some modeling and stuff in the seventies. I'm not sure. Like, but she
0: definitely got better looking if she hands down,
1: way better looking than Marsha by a long shot. <laughs> like not by even a little. like
0: in the last season of this show, she started yeah. to look really pretty. Not by a little, by <clears throat> a long shot, she was better looking. <clears throat> Do you um, remember hearing the publicity thing that and this is probably over ten years ago? Um where um uh Jesus. Um Jesus. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift went to prom with a fan. Oh yeah, prom. that's a, that's a typical publicity stunt. Yeah, there was yeah.
1: somebody else that went too. Uh, a guy did. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. All
0: right. Scene twenty-one. Later, Peter, Jan, Bobby, and Cindy are sitting in the living room singing, I assume to be a Davy Jones or Monkey song, very loudly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was this the same song you just recorded in the studio? Yep. <laughs> how do they even know
1: the song yeah, I don't even know how what do you mean you know the song you haven't heard that song
0: well, yes I have because it's been 30 years later but how did they know oh, the song did, yeah, if you just recorded it that day <laughs> it's not like it's out on the radio already They make, on these shows
1: they make it sound like hey you know that one song you've done on five different albums you want to record it again just for fun sure <laughs> let's go to the studio and record this album for the 17th time Like that's, that's what, well, that's ACDC. That's what they do, but that's, that's.
0: (laughs) No, Jimmy, those are actually different songs. I know they all sound the same. No, no,
1: no. (laughs) In Guitar Magazine, they had an interview with Malcolm Young and um, Angus Young. And they asked Angus Young, um, what do you think when, um, when people review your album and they complain saying that you put out the same album six times? And he says, I think it's bullshit because we put out the same album seven times. So if you look, like <laughs> their songs can be found on two, sometimes three different albums.
0: The same I've song seen that can. before where people so. do that. Yeah. All <clears> right. <throat> anyway, Mike trying to work in his den takes notice of this. The kids continue to sing even louder. Mike getting frustrated, tosses his pencil into the air and walks out of the living room and says, Hey, 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 what is going on? <laughs> no, he goes, Hold it. Jan says, We're practicing, Dad. Mm. Mike says, practicing what? Cracking the sound barrier. (laughs) Peter pipes up and says, (laughs) Peter pipes up and says, rock groups are hot. Cindy adds, we'll get get rich. Bobby adds, loaded. Mike grabs into his wallet and hands them a dollar and says, here's a start. Peter asks what they should sing. Mike says, anything, as long as you sing it on the next block, because I'm trying to get some work done, okay? Peter says, well, a buck's a buck. Come on, you guys. And they all get up and run out the front door.
1: <laughs> They're like, we're going to make more money than commercials. Okay. um, Are you, are you sure they get their own act? Like... <laughs> <laughs> you sure there wasn't another... I mean, maybe yeah. think are the Partridge family, man, because they suck. Like, I can't imagine them being a band at all, like a group.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they go on TV later, Jimmy. Spoiler alert. Wow. And perform, wow! Okay, and then of course there's the whole variety show later after the Brady Bunch is
1: over. They must get better because they're terrible.
0: <laughs> well, I think Peter never gets better. So, okay. <clears throat> anyway, that's the end of the episode. Yay! Yay. Well, so that was what fun. You think
1: I do like the version from the parody movie than this one. I like that. I like the the second version way better.
0: Yeah. So, Jimmy, I have another email to read. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I tried this on excited. I just got so nervous. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So this email comes from Camille.
1: Oh, like the T. Tea. No,
0: I'm yeah. teasing. I'm joking. I guess. <laughs> Camille? Never mind. Oh, oh, That's oh a joke. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> gotcha. All right. So the subject says, I'd like to be a guest. Nice. It says, Hello. I'm new to your podcast, but I've been watching The Brady Bunch pretty much my whole life, and I'm probably a lot younger than a lot of your listeners, lol. <laughs> I'm 27. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I turned 27 in April. My favorite episode... She, wait a minute. She turned how old? 27.
1: Oh, I think it said 20. I was like, dang, 20 years old? She likes a brainwashed? Okay, sorry, good.
0: She goes, I turned 27 in April. My favorite episode is My Nose, My Nose. <laughs> I get their 50th edition of the whole Brady Bunch box set. My fiance bought it for me when I mentioned to my brother that I had just written you about an episode. <laughs> he mentioned that I should be on the show. Oh, hell yeah. So let me know what you think. That's cool. I have a sunshine day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty neat good 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 that'd be fun yeah. that'd be awesome do we have anybody else slated for that show or no um i don't
0: think so because i
1: know going back to season one you had some guests uh that asked for specific episodes
0: yeah um nope nobody signed. i only have two people that requested episodes okay so.
1: i think it sounds like fun i think it'd be fun to have her own.
0: So yeah, so thanks, Camille. That was awesome. Yes. I appreciate you sending that. I think that would be awesome. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, sure, hell yeah, that's cool.
1: So going out to again to Camille, um, uh, if you don't have the way to record yourself, you can we can
0: Skype and record that way. So yep, yep. All right, so we had a good time here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not.
1: Um, you have to pay extra for that. Um, <laughs> again, we would like to humbly thank our producers, uh,
0: from Patreon. Without you, this would not be possible. Hell no. Yes. And let's assign some homework. So the first thing is go check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple podcast
1: pod chaser and Castbox. Or tell two friends about the show or like Jimmy says, or tell two enemies. If you don't like it, send us an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show a very Brady podcast at gmail.com or join the Facebook
0: group. Join in on the fun and the conversations. Check out the Patreon
1: www.patreon.com slash a very Brady
0: podcast or follow us on Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real light live updates. And most importantly, go out there and watch the Brady Bunch. Yes. In fact, your latest homework is to go out there and watch the next episode. And Jimmy's going to tell you all about it. Okay. Your homework, if you choose to accept it. It's season three, episode
1: 13, entitled The Not-So-Rose-Colored Glasses. Jan needs glasses, but doesn't Mm. want to wear them because of how they make her look. Until she has an accident that destroys Mike's surprise anniversary gift to
0: Carol, a framed mm. portrait of the Brady kids. Hmm. Yes, man. Yep. Next week is a Jan episode. Folks. It is. <laughs> I'm
1: again, I'm, I'm more team Jan than I am Marsha. When, if you go back and listen to this team if, to, to season two, I'm more Marsha than Jan, but no,
0: why do you keep saying team Jan when you're totally missing out on the opportunity to say a Jan fan?
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Jan fan. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> that's true yeah I'm,
1: I'm 100% a jan fan and i mean not that i dislike marshall don't get me wrong but i kind of see where jan's coming
0: from she gets screwed <laughs> over a lot yeah a lot so i have been jimmy and i've been tack and this
1: has been a very brady podcast
0: and we will see you on another sunshine day keep smoking <laughs> hey thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also, head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also, there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Very Brady Podcast. Until then, this has been A Very Brady Podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to A
1: Fourth Hand Joint.